Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with our new guest host, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Lukey. Sounds good. So Jeremy comes to us with a background in sales, client success, and uh, just business in general. So uh, Jeremy, if you were to tell folks what you were up to these days, what would you say? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks for having me on uh, once again. So my name is Jeremy, and I work within the client success space right now at Indeed. Uh, I manage a lot of different accounts within the enterprise realm uh, and specifically within healthcare. So I handle a lot of uh, healthcare needs. Uh, specifically a lot of uh, job postings uh, for some of these bigger companies and just making sure that everything is going good, the co- the wheels are turning, and uh, their uh, job feeds are working as intended on our platform. Sounds good. So that people can get hired and get placed in jobs and, and all that good stuff. So, And obviously, you didn't start off uh, there out, out the womb. <laughs> but I'd love if you uh, go back in time and tell us a little bit about what was Jeremy like as a kid. So are there any early fond childhood memories that you could share? Absolutely. Uh, I was very adventurous, uh, pretty insightful as a different um, uh, kind of different child of a traditional Indian family growing up, but uh, always want to be a jack of trades in the uh, business sense. Always wanted to have uh, my finger a lot of different pies, make sure that I was able to be a handyman around the house, always able that uh, people come up, uh, people will be able to come up to me and to discuss any of their different uh, questions regarding uh, business needs. And uh, just growing up uh, watching a lot of different movies, um, I always had a lot of different insights into, you know, the Western culture and uh, how how different people would operate within an office environment, within their own business uh, environment, be it small business, be it entrepreneurial sense. And um, I've always had a knack for, let's say, moving around and uh, and being able to uh, handle myself in a lot of different situations, be able to carry the conversation and uh, and operate a negotiation. And uh, I think that that really translated a lot towards where I am today and being able mm-hmm. to handle a sales or account management level conversation with a lot of different people at a higher level within some of these organizations. And I uh, attribute a lot of that to uh, my childhood growing up and uh, and uh, just being within that uh, westernized culture. Sounds good. And growing up, were you heavily influenced on, on, on the business side, uh, like growing up into doing like sales and, and uh, what have you, uh, or were there uh, kind of different um, influences in the environment? You know, funny enough, um, it didn't always start off as a sales or client success conversation. Those, uh, those came later on just when I took a look at different career paths. But in the beginning, um, I would say that was influenced a lot by, let's say, close family or friends working in interesting fields that I never truly glanced at too, too much. Um, for example, cybersecurity, okay. IT, data science, and storytelling. And uh, I wanted to choose a career path that I enjoyed with the potential for further advancement. And uh, this is something that really uh, piqued me in within uh, account management and client success for, uh, for, for many reasons, particularly the fact that I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy being able to uh, to steer steer forward in that uh, direction with any different client and uh, and kind of uh, navigate and solve their problems on a day to day basis because the challenges that I face here uh, daily really do help me out with uh, with advancing my career and making sure that I want to help others and at the same time I'm helping myself. So it starts off with that little with that little gesture. 
Sounded good. So it sounded like that uh, there are some influences on on the tech side, but uh, that didn't necessarily interest you as much as things like business account management, where you can connect with people and interact with them, helping them with it, with their challenges and issues. And because you had that, uh, I guess, knack of uh, watching movies <laughs> and being familiar with Western culture, uh, then you were able to kind of carry on conversations and that seemed like a natural fit. And then you mentioned a little bit of, of kind of on the entrepreneurial side. Did, do you have any examples as a kid on, on how uh, that uh, kind of manifested itself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just uh, say, same as uh, same as most people who grew up uh, within, let's say, a neighborhood and uh, wanted to cater to the needs of, uh, of uh, other people around them. You know, you might start a lemonade stand. I used to do that back in Toronto. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, I used to do um, lawn mowing, um, just uh, snow shoveling, you know, just from just as start, you know, just cop in uh, my brother and uh, and, and going along with uh, a lot of the other kids in the neighborhood. And from there, it just uh, it just kind of um, uh, kept kept going down. Sometimes I would do uh, tutoring for other kids uh, within within my uh, area or within my school. And uh, just that entrepreneurial sense uh, made me believe that, you know, I, I really like doing a day job, but at the same time. I like helping out other people on the side uh, where I can and using my talents to benefit them. Sounds good. And it, it seems like that you took some of those entrepreneurial tendencies to to do like different events and things like that. But I love if we kind of went into, let's, let's call it high school, right? So you're you're in there. Uh, it seems like that you're able to have conversations. You're slated a little bit on the business side. Was it pretty clear cut to say, okay, I'm going to go down business. I'm going to go down this account management path. Or how did you eventually kind of find that? Was there like kind of a key person that you met or an event or something that, that led you down that? Because to be honest, like account management's not the typical, right? It's, it's like a doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineer. <laughs> Those are the, the basic ones. Most people don't hear about like account management and, 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 and uh, sales, right? So how, how did you get uh, put onto that path? Absolutely. And, you know, when you go through high school, you've got, you got a number of different people throwing ideas into your head, right? You right. you got you got your parents throwing ideas, you got family members throwing ideas, you got the guidance counselor um, uh, kind of whispering in your ear as well, and you don't know exactly which path you're going to go. For for me, I did not. For a long period of time, I wanted to go directly into let's say finance and accounting, mm-hmm. uh, but I made the pivot into account management and client success uh, later on um, after after high school, as I got to work with some of the most talented people from different industries and learn from their experience on a daily basis. So as I got to encounter some new problems and creative ways to solve these uh, issues on a daily basis, I'd say that that keeps me extremely engaged and helps me in this forward-thinking mindset that made me pivot into, let's say, account management rather than going to a traditional, let's say, finance or you know, um, engineering um, or a kind of medical background. Uh, some something that something that I might have done traditionally um, if uh, if I was more influenced on that side. But you know, um, growing up and and uh, and coming into contact with a lot of different people within different um within the kind of let's let's say um event marketing space you know um uh space downtown where where people are, are generally sharing their uh sharing their talents and uh, going over entrepreneurial spirit really helped me kind of move in into this space here sounds good so in in, in high school it sounded like that you were originally going to go finance and accounting so you probably picked your uh like post-secondary education uh, along those veins and and when did you start uh i guess realizing hey this might not be for me and, and how did that uh, that that process uh come about you mentioned a little bit where you got exposure to to folks doing like event management things like that uh is there any kind of a pivotal moment or or is it just kind of like a gradual build up to to say hey i had this preconceived notion that i would do finance accounting but after testing it <laughs> the, the this assumptions 
art holding as well as, as I had. So if you can walk us through a little bit on that process detail, that would be helpful. So after, after university, um, uh, I, I took some time to, uh, to do just basic, uh, sales and, and I was working within the, uh, within just the telecom space, uh, doing sales at, uh, Bell. And, uh, I decided I want to go back to uh, school and look at something else. Um, I went back to, uh, Humber, uh, and I started, uh, started pro- uh, program there for business. Um, I ended up uh, working alongside uh, the the administration there, and uh, one of the biggest uh, parts that I was doing along with the student union was um, was event management, and that came to be when they were asking me about LinkedIn and how and how I operate. And I told them how I generally connect with people on LinkedIn, how I uh, how I move to kind of do personalized invites, how I move to do a lot more of the uncommon engagement and. One of the different uh, uh, managers that I was working with said, you know, it, it might be a good idea if we look at doing something like that for everybody within the uh, within the Hummer space. And, you know, I thought this this might this might be really good for them to network. And the whole networking idea came from uh, the LinkedIn space there when I saw someone like Swish Goswami running an event called LinkedIn Local. And we ran with that idea and and I contacted Swish and I said, hey, listen, let's go ahead and uh, run an event here at Humber. So me and him got in contact. Um, we ran a full-fledged um, event at Humber and uh, we got a whole bunch of people to come out and it ended up being uh, fantastic to showcase a lot of the different uh, cre- uh, creative um, talent that we have within our Toronto community and also just Canada in general. And um, I called uh, one of my friends from university actually to come sit on the panel uh, who was featured on Dragon's Den, and uh, he dropped a lot of really good nuggets there. And from there, uh, it, it just kept going, right? Hosting these events, and I think that the entire kind of a notion to start these started off of just helping benefit mm-hmm. the students. There. So it, it was it was a really good um, idea that kind of um, that did really snowball into a bigger. Right. So it sounds like it's a it's a bit of serendipity where you you had this uh, I guess way of doing things on LinkedIn, having this un- uncommon engagement. And then folks recognize that to say, hey, you're doing some good stuff. Could we bring that to the rest of the student population? And then one thing led to another. And, and soon you have uh, panelists from like Dragon's Den and things like that uh, as, as, as part of that. So um, it, it, it kind of goes to uh, goes to show with, with some folks. If you take a look at some of the stuff that you sometimes take for granted, right? It comes easy to you. But oftentimes the things that come easy to you don't come easy to other folks, right? So oftentimes if you take some of those skills and say, hey, I can help you with that. There, there's going to be someone who needs uh, that help. And oftentimes that can be a path to uh, further success. So um, so it sounds like that that the, the LinkedIn local thing turned uh, in, into, into something interesting. Um, and then you've kind of progressed into your career uh, and, and and done a couple other things. So I'd love if you shared a little bit about uh, the, the process um, from university to college and um, I guess to, to where you are now. And maybe a couple of highlights along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so after university, um, I worked within the let's say sales space, and also uh, largely within telecom. Uh, I worked at a couple of different um, companies, such as let's say Bell, Rogers, uh, Telus, um, and also uh, what's known now as uh, Freedom Mobile. And uh, working within the telecom space, uh, just uh, in in a kind of sales capacity, maybe realized that. You know, maybe sales isn't isn't uh, what I want to do because um, it's very it's very kind of um, it's it is open ended and uh, there are a lot of different uh, paths uh, to move forward there. 
but um, that grind on a regular basis uh, was not the kind of grind that I wanted to do. Um, there, there was uh, there was limitations to how much I could do, and I wanted to work within more of a consultative capacity. And I wanted to solve problems on a daily basis, being a little bit more creative with my talents and having to come up with uh, with bigger solutions to uh, to large problems. And uh, I realized that I needed to uh, take a step back and potentially look at, you know, um, uh, is this the career path I want to go to? Do I need to make some more connections? And uh, that ended up to me uh, going back to Humber. So after a couple of years of doing that, um, I went back to Humber. Um, I made a lot of connections within uh, the within the uh, space there. And um, how how uh, things uh, skyrocketed into um, event marketing, uh, doing LinkedIn locals, and then eventually um, getting an internship at Humber um, towards uh, going to work at LinkedIn. So basically, um, I ended up uh, getting in talk- contact with uh, one of my good friends um, at uh, at LinkedIn, and uh, and she she told me to uh, to come swing by um, and uh, help out mm-hmm. with students and help out with uh, navigating them on a good career path and making sure that we can run more events. So I was in a really uh, good place. I was able to uh, work helping out students, bringing them over to the office, making sure that students understood uh, the tools that they had within the LinkedIn platform uh, to move forward um, at, along with uh, LinkedIn Learning. And at the time, it was called uh, Linda. So now it's uh, just formally known as uh, uh, that. And uh, it's currently known as LinkedIn Learning. And uh, students are able to use that for free, able to, uh, ben- able to benefit themselves by learning uh, new skills um, and abilities to move forward, let's say, within the interview conversation, within um, adapting their mindset and all those different um, items there translated over to uh, working in account management for me and uh, and be very confident in my ability to co- uh, consult at a very high level. And I think that getting that experience um, from, let's say, uh, college and university really kind of uh, benefited me and helped me benefit others uh, towards getting jobs in their respective spaces. Yeah, and I'd love if you go back a little bit for that time when you were trying to find that that new path, right? So you said, okay, sales is not for me. You want something more consultative. Like, what were some of the options that you were considering? Were you always considering going back to school, or were there other paths that you were looking at? Um, or what was that thought process, if you can recall? I think the thought process towards going back to school um, is very deep, and uh, it requires you to make sure that you are in a steady in a steady path already in life and um, it's good that you have family behind you as well who support you going back to school because a lot of people graduate with let's say business degrees and they don't know exactly what they want to do they they start they start looking at different entrepreneurial guidelines you know some people might go into sales in, in a car showroom some people might open up their own uh, business um, for a couple of years and then, you know, something like COVID hits and uh, and they have to hit the drawing board again. And for me, it was a sense of, you know, if I've got uh, if I've got a little bit of a background within uh, the general business space um, and then maybe in the finance space, it might help me out. Mm-hmm. But for someone like myself who uh, was always doing a lot of, let's say, blue collar um, uh, warehouse jobs uh, as I was growing up in order to in order to uh, just make a little bit of uh, money on the side, I think the biggest uh, item for me was making sure that I found a niche that I enjoyed on a regular basis and that I wouldn't have to really regret growing up. And for for me, that was just uh, finding, let's say, not just a desk job, but finding something that I'm a little bit mobile and uh, I can I can do day in, day out without looking down when I'm 40 or 50 and, and thinking, you know what, uh, this is something that I don't want to continue doing and then having to do a career uh, path switch later on. Because the biggest uh, thing for me, and consulting a lot of different professionals within the uh, within the business uh, realm, 
was just, do you want to start something now um, and then continue it uh, your whole life? Or do you want to start something, maybe take a pivot every five to 10 years and go from there? Or do you want to kind of look back eventually when you're 40, 50 and think, you know what, I should have taken that that path. So I think that these are all items that I really had to evaluate and speaking to a lot of different uh, professionals within their respective spaces, a lot of doctors, a lot of engineers, um, a lot of people, let's say within, um, uh, for example, um, uh, architects and uh, and asking them exactly what was your biggest, what was their biggest pivot uh, helped me realize that not everybody has a clear cut path and everybody has that kind of a turning point towards maybe starting a new career. And I decided, you know what, I, I really like working within um, a nine to five space, but at the same time, um, in today's, in today's society, you, you, you want to have more than one item that you've got going on and, and you want to focus on doing um, multiple things at a time, but making sure that you have balance with everything in your life. So right now, um, what I do with, uh, with my nine to five is, uh, is literally, is literally just helping out people at, here at Indeed. And at the same time, um, I do work on the side towards helping people develop their own careers making sure that I'm doing a, a kind of a resume lookovers, making sure that I'm helping people apply to jobs in the correct method. And then, uh, and then after that, um, uh, after my nine to five, um, I also work out um, uh, at a Muay Thai gym and um, I help coach there as well. And this is part of what I like to do on the side. And I think that making sure you've got a nine to five along with your hobbies and your passions attuned with it really helps you balance that. So this is how I kind of move forward from looking at, you know, just a very linear path through life and looking at things that from a holistic perspective. Yeah. And, and what I took from away from that is I, it, that's tends to be the, the new norm, right? It used to be that you'd graduate from university, you get into a career, you'd climb up the corporate ladder and then you'd retire and that's it. Right Now it seems to be like, well, how many times will you switch and pivot and do things? Right. So uh, some, some advice that I took from there was uh, consult different folks that are doing things that you want, right? And learn from them and, and see what they say. Now, not every single one of them you want to do exactly as they said, uh, but see, okay, yeah, that sounds like something that would help me um, and, and learn from those that have been there, right? Because uh, life is not generally a, a straight line. Um, and if you have things like the family support to help you uh, go back to school or whatever the decision is, that, that's definitely very, very helpful. And, and I think it went back to the uh, one thing led to another sort of thing. <laughs> so you, you have a friend who uh, you, you did those LinkedIn events and you had a friend who looked at, worked at LinkedIn, then LinkedIn learning and helping students and now like a, a slow progression. So what sometimes seems like this this big leap or big progression is sometimes these small little steps that um, a, a series of fortunate events <laughs> that kind of conspire together and, and, and lead to, to bigger things. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit on, on the Muay Thai side, because I, I found that a, a bit of an, an interesting piece where um, sometimes people are like kind of uh, singly faceted where you're a business professional and a business professional who does Muay Thai, not usually in the same sentence. <laughs> so I would love to you shared a little bit about that, uh, that experience. Absolutely. You know, you know, funny enough, uh, Luki, um, I did actually find other people on LinkedIn who talked about their uh, Muay Thai experiences as well. Um, and this was back around, let's say, um, 2018, 2019. This is um, after I had uh, started Muay Thai. But we'll we'll start at the beginning. So uh, basically, um, I started Muay Thai around um, uh, in 2016 um, after after my uh, university time. And the entire trigger for that was just that uh, as a kid, I loved martial arts movies. Um, no 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 big secret there. A lot of people love watching um, action movies, and uh, martial arts has always been a big thing for me. And uh, a couple of uh, family friends. 
um, have always kind of steered me towards, let's say, um, uh, MMA or generally um, uh, Muay Thai, uh, which is just the uh, which is just the kickboxing element uh, of uh, of the MMA world. And I think that a big part of it was the fact that it it was something that was re- going to really push me, put me outside of my comfort zone, especially a uh, art that uses um, knees and elbows alongside you know just uh, punches and kicks. So it, it, there's there's a very very big uh, part of it that really kind of scared me at first. But then uh, moving into it, I realized that um, you just start day by day and you get better 1% um, every day, right? It's just small, consistent actions that keep you going and that you have to make on the, on, uh, on, on yourself to in order to move forward and, and understand the art and understand exactly how to break it down to make it not that scary and complicated. So I think when I started uh, doing a lot of um, a lot of Muay Thai uh, within that timeline, um, it, it helped me out with uh, just kind of my my own uh, my own physical prowess, making sure that um, I was uh, me- mentally capable of uh, moving forward with a lot of different um, things in my life. And um, I took a break from uh, from Muay Thai um, after I went uh, back to school, um, and then basically I started um, after after uh, 2019. Um, I ended up uh, going with my brother to. Uh, so my brother lives in Calgary and, um, I went to Calgary and, uh, I was out of shape, uh, at that time, uh, close to COVID. And, um, I ended up climbing a mountain okay. with him. And, uh, this was, uh, at a time that I realized I need to make a serious <laughs> life change in order to like change my dynamic. And, uh, that might require a, a two kilometer elevation mountain view. And, uh, I realized I was uh, out of shape and, you know, I went exactly straight back to Muay Thai. I went back to my gym and uh, I talked to uh, my coach there and I said, you know what, it's uh, it's time for me to like get things uh, going back on a really good path. And I think, Luki, um, that's difficult for people to do um, with a generic gym uh, and you need some kind of focus, you need some mm-hmm. kind of discipline there in order to keep going. And sometimes you, you get steered off and this is what happened to me, right? For, for a number of years, uh, while I went back to school at Humber, I got steered off that path and then once I was uh, out of school, um, I got steered back on because I had the time, the energy, and the mental capacity to do so. And um, it really did help me propel my fitness journey and uh, surround myself with like-minded individuals uh, at different chapters of their life, right? And um, I think this was a big uh, component of it. You should never compare your chapter five with someone else's chapter 10 because they've already been through a lot of the different trauma that you have and they want to help you out. They want to go through some of those battles with you again in order to help you see where you made those mistakes and how you can overcome them, or how you can steer around those roadblocks in the path, in order to go, uh, in order to go forward. And uh, fast forward um, a couple of years from there, um, I worked hard within the Muay Thai, um, and I won my first uh, fight last year. And uh, I had realized that I set aside my fears in order to do something that I hadn't even considered was possible two years back. So yeah, that's awesome. So it just kind of goes to show where sometimes personal and professional they 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 work hand in hand where um, like a lot of the, the lessons that you learned in terms of like overcoming like like fear and, and getting 1% better each day translated into uh, kind of your, your work life as well. And then something as, as simple as uh, going on a hike with your with your brother, <laughs> climbing a mountain, could be transformational. <laughs> and uh, so, sometimes you need those reminders uh, to, to kind of focus on the more important things. Like your health is, is probably the most important thing for, for, for most folks. And with a little bit of focus, you can uh, achieve great, great heights where, I mean, c- competing more competitively versus just kind of like the, the, the recreational. 
Uh, and I like what you said about not comparing your chapter five with someone else's chapter 10, because there's always going to be someone ahead of you. Um, but the, the real person that you want to compare with is, is yourself yesterday, last year, or whatever it is that, that you're constantly improving. And if you uh, dip down into something because something happened, you go back to school or whatever, you can always go back and and that just makes the uh, movie about your life or the book about your life a little bit more interesting <laughs> versus kind of the straight line in there. Um, so so now you're you're uh, fighting competitively on on the Muay Thai scene. You're uh, in client success at Indeed, and and life seems to be doing uh, going pretty well for you. So I love if you could kind of recall uh, some of the swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier for young Jeremy, either in in university, in in high school, or whatever times of of, of challenge that you might have faced. Um, I know you've already mentioned a, a bunch of them already, but are there any one or two that you want to um, elaborate on, or or ones that, that you haven't mentioned yet? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest elements uh, is just taking more risks. Uh, starting along uh, a path rather than letting the path choose you is a big is a big um, item. Uh, and uh, just don't let the path choose you every time because that's going to seem like the easiest choice rather than taking a step back and thinking about it and saying, you know what, I want to choose something that's going to work out for me in the end um, and not just work out for me within the short term or within right now. Because a lot of people uh, really just choose what is necessary um, and they let uh, their like actions uh, kind of uh, uh, move around them. And it's more important for us to make those necessary decisions and let our actions define the level of commitment there and, uh, and go 100% um, any time that the uh, offer is given and not just go halfway committed. Um, I think another big item is learning where to involve emotion and where to relinquish it at mm-hmm. times. Uh, because to make better decisions for yourself as a human being, uh, you got to make sure that you're putting yourself first rather than letting potential opportunities pass you up. And uh, this comes a lot within the uh, within the business um, kind of a uh, background there, because you want to make sure that you're making the best possible um, decisions, whether it be uh, like, let's say financial, whether it be um, kind of a, uh, like an, anything for your uh, for your career or just making sure that you're making the, the best uh, decisions for your own mental capacity. Right. Because a lot of people will prioritize, um, let's say, uh, time, money, or just, um, or just, uh, kind of health. And they have to realize that no matter what you're, what you're putting in there, uh, you're sacrificing mm-hmm. something else. Right. Um, and, uh, a good way to look at it about, let's say going to the gym or, you know, uh, working on your passion, your, your, uh, your regular kind of a project every day is that if you're not growing, sometimes you, you may be, uh, you may not be just stagnant. You may be kind of deteriorating mm-hmm. there. So it's always good to, even if you're, even if you want to kind of take a day off, uh, do do something with your day off, right? Don't just lay in bed. It's it's very important to kind of uh, just work or or have some kind of action that you're pursuing on that day off, rather than just deteriorating bed. You want to make sure that you are you are living life to your potential and and putting yourself out there. So I think that's a, a really good way to to kind of um, look forward at it. Yeah, so many words of wisdom in in that. Uh, like if if you're not uh, growing, you're you're kind of dying and decaying. It, it almost uh, points to like inflation, right? Because the world uh, we're we're in a state of uh, well, I wouldn't say hyperinflation, but the steadily increasing inflation. So if you're not keeping up with inflation in your own personal growth, then uh, you'll you'll kind of be left behind. Uh, I love what you said about uh, when you're sacrificing, you're always sacrificing. Whenever you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else. So uh, whether you're you're sacrificing to go to the gym or sacrificing to lay on the couch, right? Uh, if you do take time time to relax. Uh, do make it productive if you, if you can manage 
And I like what you said about acknowledging that that we're emotional beings, right? So whether to involve emotions, relinquish emotions, super hard to do <laughs> in the moment. But if you can train yourself a little bit, then uh, understand wh where uh, those come into play, where they're helpful versus where the, they can be a detriment. And I like what you said about uh, choosing a path so the path doesn't choose you. So for me, I found that uh, like the purpose of life is to, to live life purposefully, right? And that's that conscious choice to say, okay, uh, am I on this path because I want to be here or is it because mom and dad want it for me, my family and my culture or whatever? And the more that you can make it about your personal choice, right? And and your choice might be that I want to honor my family and go down this path to to finish my university degree, to 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 get that doctorate or whatever it is, which is fine. Um, but understanding the the process. So I was chatting with someone uh, the other day where his family is very traditional, and he's on a path to uh, get his CPA because his his dad always wanted it. And he, he's he's counting down the days. <laughs> once the, the test is done, once he gets it, you can say, Dad. I met my obligation. Here it is. Now I, I want to live my life. So, so uh, make those those conscious choices. Uh, otherwise, uh, as as you said, that the path <laughs> will choose it for you. And sometimes you'll be on a path that you may or may not uh, like. So, love all of those uh, different things. And um, I'm sure we can kind of deep dive <laughs> to to any and or all of those areas. Uh, but if folks want to uh, hear a little bit more about you. What are some of the, the future aspirations that folks can can look forward to hearing from you? Uh, probably more on the Muay Thai side, maybe on the career side. And then where can folks uh, reach out if they want to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so right before I jump into uh, future aspirations and uh, reach outs, um, I just wanted to kind of circle back uh, for a second, yeah. Luki, on what you said there, which is a very important element that uh, I, I was kind of uh, reiterating earlier about um, about the obligations. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a big, that's a bigger item, right? The whole uh, doctor, engineer, uh, lawyer, or uh, or just any any other item is is a big kind of obligation for most people, especially uh, those coming from an ethnic mm. background, to kind of uh, perform for their uh, for their parents. And um, it doesn't always have to be like right. that, right? It it just has to be something that you're passionate about. Uh, let's say there may be uh, there may be money uh, down the line, but in the element of making sure that you're providing for yourself. Um, and even in a very uh, difficult um, economy right now at this time, making sure that you are grinding and you're and you're sacrificing towards what you want to do should be the biggest uh, element there and prioritizing yourself before anyone else, right? Because it's your life uh, and you want to make sure that you're doing the best you can for your future. So thank, thank you for bringing that up because that, that, that is a really good point that I think a lot of people could take from this uh, conversation. Um, in terms of my future aspirations, um, so I do want to progress within the client success and account management space along with continuing my education as a student of martial arts uh, to further um, build discipline and character, uh, because I do believe that uh, both those hand in hand uh, do make for kind of a very healthy relationship, uh, just a work and also a play. Um, and just uh, continue to consult and help others navigate the career development space and assisting them on their job search journey. So um, I do have a lot of people kind of generally reach out to me, uh, especially in this time uh, with uh, kind of just taking a look at their resume, you know, uh, helping helping them uh, reach out uh, and apply for the right jobs, making sure that they understand exactly how difficult the space is and that uh, they have to make moves that are different than everybody else if they want to uh, get on the boat and uh, not get left behind. So a lot of people uh, do do need that uh, kind of push in order to move forward, and uh, that's something that I have always been passionate about, and that's something that I will continue to help them out with. Sounds good. And uh, if folks want to reach out, they can probably find you on, on LinkedIn, and we'll probably put that information in the show notes. Absolutely. Uh, so, so um, my uh, my link is uh, is uh, here within the um, chat, and uh, you should be able to find it um, here on the podcast as well. Uh, Luke, you should be able to help provide that. 
And um, the name is Jeremy Largo Afonso, if you uh, want to search me up. And I'm more than happy to uh, help uh, provide any uh, different uh, career advice or uh, needs that you may have. Sounds good. We'll definitely include that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Jeremy, for sharing your story and, and a lot of the, the swag, the stuff you wish you knew earlier as well. And hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Luki. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.